0: The Daily Disciples Podcast with Tony Lee Adamson. Real and raw conversations dealing with life and spirituality. God so loved the world, but do we realize that He still does? God uses people's stories to encourage and enlighten us to continue growing, learning, and living with hope. Here, you will find the love of God speaking to you through the stories of others. Thank you for joining us today hello and welcome to daily disciples podcast my name is tony lee adamson and i can tell you that i have started also doing the daily bible study podcast so it's daily bible dot podbean dot com and i am getting i guess a little overwhelmed with too much of myself too much of my voice and today it actually uh, became even louder as I was teaching the kids at church. I have the privilege, and it really is a privilege to teach children. I mean, if you have any desire to teach, it would be great to start with children. Firstly, all of us are supposed to be childlike, but not only that, they are so receptive and uh, so willing to learn. And it's just, it was precious today as I was with the third graders up to, I think it was seventh or eighth grade. And we went over Genesis chapter one, two, and just hit Genesis chapter three. And uh, it was amazing how much those young children already knew. And I, of, of course, they blessed me greater than I blessed them. But the issue was, I'm in a new area in the church. Our church took over a bar. It was the world famous radio, I mean, the world famous rodeo club. And so now it is uh, Lake Community Church. And um, we still refer to the front area as the pool hall. So I was in the pool hall with a whiteboard and desk and some snacks for the kids. And um, I was i noticed i would say and then i asked was i too loud like too passionate too loud too much and uh, the people inside the church said yes we could hear you like we could hear you in there it's just something about these italian voices that my family has all of us we've gotten our ears checked we've tried to tone our voices down but for some reason, we have been blessed with booming voices that aren't always a blessing to other people. And I can tell you even today, it wasn't a blessing to me as I was very embarrassed when I was done teaching those precious kids that all the adults were kind of staring at me like, wow, you really get into that, don't you? Well, anyway, you are listening today to Daily Disciples Podcast. And the other podcast is dailybiblestudy.podbean.com. You can go to Podbean and type in daily disciples or daily bible study to follow or get a notification of updates for new episodes and then to also listen to previous episodes the daily bible study podcast that i'm doing now is going through the one year bible so at any time you can pick up on that i do not go through verse by verse but i do pick out the areas that are themes that continue through the entire Word of God, laying a really strong foundation of understanding both the Old Testament and how Jesus came to fulfill the Old Testament through his life, death, and resurrection in the New Testament. Other ways to um, learn about Daily Disciples Ministries is dailydisciples.org and also network. Dot tv there's a lot of dots in our world today if if you notice whenever we send people places there's usually a dot somewhere in there and as we talk about the dot and the tittle or or you know crossing the t's and dotting the i's we're going to talk today about the church we're going to talk about what is the purpose of going to church why should we go to church what if we go to church and we don't really like the pastor? Or what if we go to church and we have conflict with other people in church? How do we know when to leave a church? I mean, there there's so many questions about the church. And as I was studying the topic church, I was so surprised to see that church is a New Testament word that is only used once by Jesus. That term is only used once by Jesus. He, when uh, we, when Jesus was talking about the conflict between uh, people in, you know, who follow Jesus, he said, then go to the church, and then get the church involved. So in other words, go to your brother or sister privately, if there's an issue between you two, And if that person doesn't listen, then go to the church. And there are steps in Matthew 18 that say how to deal with conflict and how to to try to resolve that conflict. And hopefully, you don't have to get the church involved. But one of the reasons for a church is to step in to bring unity. Now, when I was getting my Master's of Divinity at the Nazarene Theological Seminary, I had a whole semester on ecclesiology. And ecclesiology is about the church or the origin of the church. We see the term church used in Acts chapter 2 when the believers came together with one heart and one mind, praying together consistently to advance the gospel forward or to preach and teach about Jesus and the good news of salvation. That's when the term starts really being used. It's in the book of Acts or Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. That is also the term, the early church, the first church is uh, from the book of Acts. The first church meaning that Jesus came and taught his disciples. For 40 days, they were united in heart, mind, purpose, to the point that they even gave their money and houses and, you know, common lands. I mean, they they shared everything. It was communal living. Church, to me, is synonymous with community, coming together as a community. In San Diego, there are so many churches and so many mega churches that uh, you don't feel missed when you're not in church. I mean, if the pastor's not there, yes, you realize, you know, he's missing, but otherwise life is, is busy and constant in San Diego. I mean, there's everything from sporting events on Sunday, soccer, soccer games for our kids and, and uh, birthday parties. And, and so life doesn't stop. We don't have seasons. Real seasons like you do where I am in the south in Alabama also um, in Alabama. It's different I Wasn't at church for like a good five weeks and today when I came back to church There were so many people that said where have you been? I've missed you You uh, you make a difference to me when you're here and it was so nice to hear and I really do feel more of a sense of community in church here in Alabama, but I can also say that when there is conflict in the church, because it's about community, you can't run from it. You can't. It is so evident that there are problems or or issues involved, and of course, with people, there are issues. I mean, people bring issues. People have problems. Um, So it is something that you have to deal with a little bit more. But as we start singing songs to God, start worshiping God, at that point, the Spirit of God is welcome to soften our hearts so that we can receive His teaching. It's to focus again on the things of God and not the things of necessarily our home life or our work life. Really giving this time to God, then we transition into a message and the pastor primarily gives this message. Now, I've heard people say to me how much they struggled with certain pastors and how they just wanted the pastor to leave that church or move on and go to another church or they prayed and prayed and prayed to God, why do you let that man run this church? And my one friend, she said, she was so angry sitting in church and, uh, and telling God, why is he up there? And how come you don't intervene in this? And she said she heard that still small voice in her head say, who, him? Oh, I can work through him, don't worry about him. And she said she knew right then that God's in control of everything and that, you know, we might have opinions about each other and as people, we do have opinions. We have a lot of opinions, but God's spirit can move regardless of who's in front or, or the issues at hand. And I think that's what I really want to talk about today when it comes to the church. We go to church, hopefully, hear confirmation of what God is already speaking to our hearts. So if we're going to church to experience God or to encounter God, you might become disappointed because in the New Testament church, it's not about having this feel-good moment going to church and then living the life that you want to live the other six days of the week church should be a continuation of the life that you're living so when we come to jesus and we ask jesus to come into our hearts the holy spirit fills us at that point and our eyes and our ears are opened to the ways of god so we're reading throughout the week. We're hopefully listening to some praise songs throughout the week. We're talking to other people who know Jesus throughout the week to be encouraged, to be exhorted, to be reproved, corrected, to stay on the path with the Lord. Then when we go to church on Sunday, the pastor might have a set agenda that he wants to accomplish that day. But we are at church to hear what God has to say to us through the words of that pastor or preacher teacher. OK, so so God can use many things. But when we're sitting in church and we've just gone through the worship that softens our heart, and then there's prayer, which turns our eyes towards the heavens again. And then the minister, the pastor, teacher gets up to talk. At that point, we have to say to the Lord, this isn't just information, more information. But this is about knowledge of God that can lead to wisdom of how to walk out my week or how to get confirmation about different issues I'm dealing with, or having a sensitivity knowing that when the pastor said that sentence, it was for me. The reason why I take notes at church is because when you're sitting in church, there's like an awe feeling, right? Like I sense the peace of God. I sense the uh, presence of God. It's a place that shouldn't be contentious. Um, churches can be more like hospitals where people are coming in to be fixed up, healed up, prayed up, and, uh, and know that they're supported. But pretty much when we, we go to church, we're going to church for additional peace peace of heart, peace of mind, clarity, and knowledge knowledge from God's Word, knowledge from the Bible. But then we need to take the next step and say, God, what part of this sermon is for me? There were years I went to church and didn't really get much out of it. Uh, the, The person speaking did not say anything that, you know, tickled my ears, or convicted my heart, I just sat there and checked off the box that I went to church. Years later, in my high school years, I came to know Jesus personally. And as so many other people were coming to know Jesus too, and were becoming my friends, I went to three churches every weekend, three different church services. I went to An Evangelical free church, which is more a conservative kind of Baptist church. I went to Chuck Swindoll's, I mean Chuck Smith's church. Chuck Swindoll's church was the first church. Chuck Smith's church, who started the Calvary Chapel movement, and then I also attended the vineyard who, uh, that was John Wimber's church. Well, the vineyard was there before John Wimber, but uh, John Wimber actually put the vineyard on the map. All right, so I went to all three and all three were very, very different. Chuck Swindoll's church, people tended to dress more professionally. They did bring Bibles. They were on time. It uh, had more of a professional atmosphere environment. We had a choir. There was a structured, organized Sunday school class and classes, especially for kids and uh, it was a huge outreach to the community. Uh, Chuck Swindoll's church, which was First Evie Free Church, First Evangelical Free Church of Fullerton, they did not highlight the gifts of the spirit. It was more knowledge-based and their worship was more about hymns and so more of a structured way to have church. Chuck Smith's church from Calvary Chapel was very different. There was more of a relaxed feeling, especially on Sunday nights. You could sit on the rug in the front of the church. It was just as big as the First Evangelical Church. They had just as many services, but the atmosphere was more relaxed. You could wear jeans. You can uh you know walk you didn't feel comfortable uncomfortable walking to the bathroom in the middle of the service if you had to get up. Uh, It was very warm and loving and more casual. And then the vineyard with John Wimber was even more casual. People of all types of life came to that church and felt like they belonged, like everyone. It didn't matter if you were in active sin or not because it was mostly about worship and the gifts and and sensing the presence of God in your life and having this tangible aha moment. And literally every time I walked in that church, you felt the spirit of God fall. Like you felt that Shekinah glory heavy. There were healings, there was calling out of ailments where people stood up and and, uh, got prayed over. There were active signs, gifts and wonders being displayed. And that was very, very different from both Calvary Chapel and First Evangelical Free Church. Now, why did I go to all three? Because as different teenagers were coming to Jesus, each person needed a different church to go to because they felt more comfortable in one style over another. So someone who was already, quote, an alcoholic by high school years, that person was not as comfortable at the professional type of church, but that person was really comfortable at the vineyard because they experienced tangibly God's grace, God's forgiveness, God's love. And uh, and they kind of got their love tank filled up at that kind of church. Now, in time, I did see my friend's go also to churches that were more based on the Word of God because it's the Word of God that fights against the strongholds that keep us from walking forward in our faith. So we can live off of worship songs and gifts for a period of time, but at some point, the knowledge of the Word is what fights against the strongholds in our lives that are preventing us from moving forward in faith. So we do need the word of God spoken to us, which leads to the verse I want to talk about a little bit today. And this isn't going to be a long podcast, but there's a verse in Ezekiel 33 verse 30. And what God is saying through Ezekiel is I have sent Ezekiel the prophet I've sent you, Ezekiel the prophet, to these people that they can hear from you. So, what is a prophet? A prophet is a messenger of God. So, God is speaking through the prophet Ezekiel to his people. But God is upset not with Ezekiel, Ezekiel's being obedient to speak. God is upset with the people's response because the people act like they're hearing a beautiful song, or they're, they're sitting at a concert, instead of actually sitting in church. So so they are appreciating what Ezekiel has to say and how he says it, but it's not penetrating their hearts. And I do think sometimes churches are like that. Churches sometimes are more about the handy dandy tools of of active living, instead of really about knowing that God is using that person to speak a message from the Lord. Now, if you don't sense God's Spirit talking to you at that church, if you don't sense a stronger desire to know Jesus, if you don't sense a confirmation of what you've already been hearing in your head all week. if if that church does not make a difference in your life, like a point of wanting to repent because you just want to get right with God because of the words that person just spoke, then this church that you're attending might be more like you're attending a concert of, a, of somebody who's singing beautiful songs. And yeah, they make you feel good at the moment, but they're not changing your life. Okay, and that's what this passage says. So Ezekiel 33, verse 30. But as for you, son of man, Ezekiel, your people are talking about you by the walls and in the doorways of houses. They say to each other, come now and hear the message from the Lord. Like, let's go and hear the message from the Lord that Ezekiel is going to speak. Verse 31. So they come to you in crowds as if they were really ready to listen. They sit in front of you as if they were my people and hear your words, (coughs) excuse me, but they do not do them with their mouths. They tell me they love me, but their heart's desire pursues their selfish profits look to the people. You are nothing more than a singer who sings love or sensual, lustful songs and has a beautiful voice and plays a musical instrument well. They hear your words, but they will not obey them. And the Lord is saying, he's he's not talking about the prophet here or the pastor here the pastor or prophet's already accountable to God to represent him and if the pastor and or the, quote the prophet does not represent God that person stands before God someday okay that, that's not our concern our concern is when the message is being spoken do we look at it as a beautiful voice or a beautiful musical instrument being played well or do we really understand that the church is the body of believers that come together? And this is the place where we can realign ourselves with God. And not only with God, but with each other. I mean, we do see about we do see conflicts in the Bible, even like Ananira and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5, how they lied to Peter about what they were giving as and literally dropped dead right there in church. And then we hear about the two women who are in uh, an argument that Paul's saying, you know, I wish the women would get along. I mean, we do hear about troubles in the church. We know Paul and Barnabas separated because they had a different belief about how they were even building the church and who should go with them. So there's We do see conflict, and we do know that God can work around that conflict to accomplish His will. But church really isn't a place to come and be reminded of our conflict. It's a place to humble our hearts, ask God to open our minds to understand the knowledge, but then also to to touch that part of our life that wants a change to align with what God is saying. It is amazing to me that uh, I could walk out of a church service and get one point, and everyone else who is there could walk out of a church service and get completely a different point. And how come it's like that? Because the Spirit of God has each of us in different places. And life in the Spirit means that the Spirit has the freedom to work with you differently than the person you're sitting next to how many times have you gone to church and you've thought wow this message would be great for so and so or you're sitting next to the person going yes yes god heard my prayers and now it's coming out of the mouth of that pastor i'm so thankful that you know this person is sitting because this is exactly what i've been praying for well church isn't only for so and so it's for us it's for you it's for me And it's about our hearts coming to the Lord. And when those things are being spoken from the front, it's not that pastor confronting us. It is the Spirit of God using the pastor's words in a spiritual sense, in a spiritual nature, to come into our hearts so that we can say, God, change me god help me god forgive me god help me to remember this so important remembering what is what god has said to us in that church because i can tell you if i don't write it down once i leave church i'm up and out and on with my day i'm reading my text messages i'm checking my emails i'm thinking i'm hungry i want to go home and change out of these clothes i mean there's so many different distractions that happen the minute you walk out of church that i purposely have learned to write things down so that i can look at them later that night on sunday i mean if you think about it sundays are sabbath and sabbath is a day that we give to God and we rest. We thank him for his faithfulness through the week. We pray prayers for the following week. We get our lives uh, back kind of in order, like it's a day of taking a break from the routine so we can figure out what's important and what's really a priority. So every week, God has a reset button. We get to turn off our hard drive, our computers, and, and let it reboot for the next week. And so church is so significant because not only the people who attended there speak into our lives, but hopefully the spirit of God. So let's make an effort, you know, and I'm saying this to myself too, because my pastor's message this morning was very, very strong. And it was really, really about uh, getting along with each other. It was about unity, which is what the church should be about. It was about forgiving one another, extending grace to each other, not judging each other. I mean, it was a really, really good message that I had to think, Lord, in what ways did I need to hear this? Because I don't wanna fall short of, of the things you're trying to get in line in my heart, mind, and soul. Um, in closing, I, I wanna talk about like sanctification. And how important the sanctification process is. Sanctification means to be set aside for God's special purpose. And all of us who come to know God, we are sanctified or set apart to live for God. And at the moment that we do receive the Lord, our spirit comes alive. And so that type of sanctification is is positional. Within the heavens, our name is put on the attendance list and we will be there for eternity. It's a positional state that our spirits become alive. But then we have to walk out our sanctification or our salvation on earth. And that's where God starts changing our souls, Okay, our emotion, our will. It's where, in our wants, it's where daily life comes in, where we need to grow and become stronger. And it's not only for the purposes of earth, but it's also for eternity, eternal purposes. That's where that word holiness or godliness comes in, that we are changing to be more like God. It really is an outward and visible manifestation to the world that we have an inward salvation, that we've been changed. And this is where our soul is affected, that we walk out our salvation with fear and trembling. And it's church service is part of that process of um, changing our Now, I know with the internet, we have podcasts, we have television shows that are on that have sermons we can read great books we have the internet that we can google things that that uh, speak to us yes but there is something about corporate worship there is something about coming together with people who are like-minded and setting our attention together on the same god and that corporate worship really does help us and leads us into having a mindset then that kind of hears from the pastor the message that's going to go out to the community through all of us now our convictions are different our lifestyles are different so the way we're going to hear it here the message will be different but there is something about the gathering together in a church that helps us as the body of christ as team members as you know um a group of people move forward the gospel message together with encouragement being like-minded you don't have to go to church i mean there's really only one verse in the bible that says do not forsake the gathering of one another and i've heard many of my friends say well i gather with believers all week long i have bible studies all week long i don't need to go to church and you know what in some churches in in You know really large cities and mega churches i get that i get how you feel like you're just you know did anybody even notice that you came that day i mean i get that but at the same time worshiping together hearing the message live you do sense the spirit of god differently my friend faithfully listens to a pastor uh, out of calvary chapel chino hills and she said When I attend that church, it is so different. The energy, the light, the life, the um the peace that she has sitting in the service is so different than when she sits in her home and watches it online. Now, is it reasonable for her to drive two hours every Sunday there and like four hour round trip to go to this church? No, it's not. So she does sit and listen because This message from this pastor speaks to her spirit loudly. So she is connected to this church. However, she had to find an outreach during the week that she could have face-to-face contact with other people who are also believers, encouraging her, talking to her. So church comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes and venues, but... Just be sure, and and I'm saying this to myself too, that we don't forget or to talk to each other face-to-face, to to be together. Pretty soon this artificial intelligence, it is coming to this world fast and hard. And and pretty soon, you know, if we thought we had social interaction problems when cell phones came, well, this artificial intelligence is really going to give us some social problems and issues so let's make sure that we continue to talk to each other let's make sure we continue to have corporate worship let's make sure that our hearts are yearning to walk with god and be in line with god as we hear the message it's not about that man having an agenda it's about the spirit of god using sentences concepts To penetrate our hearts in faith so that we can pray about them and watch God move in our lives. And that's what life in the spirit is all about. Living according to the king in the kingdom of heaven and not living according to the patterns of this world, right? Let's be changed. Let's be redeemed. Let's know that we have a God who loves us, who wants life and light and liberty in our lives and and not death and destruction and negativity. Let's let's be about God's business on earth as it is in heaven. And I just want to say thank you for listening today. That's it for today. Um, I was talking about church was talking about how to how to actually hear God's voice when we're in church. Uh, please feel free to follow me on daily disciples podcast.podbean.com and also the daily bible study.podbean.com. We will get through the Bible in a year on that podcast and then uh, any other Thoughts or questions, please feel free to text me, messenger me through dailydisciples.org or even the Facebook page of Daily Disciples. And we also have Daily Disciples Disciples because when it first came out, we couldn't figure out how to, when Facebook first came out, we couldn't figure out how to put a full name in it, which is so funny. I mean, we've come a long way right now. Okay. Anyway, you've been listening to Tony Lee Adamson. That's me. Thank you so much for listening. I am a co-founder of Daily Disciples Ministries with Bobby Brooks, and um, our goal has been helping people change their world for the better, and people helping us too. And with that, I want to say God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace, love, and joy this week. Thank you for joining Daily Disciples Podcast with Tony Lee Adamson. No more fake, fancy, or fluffy, but real and raw conversations dealing with life and spirituality. For more information, go to DailyDisciples.org or ConnectionsNetwork.tv. And we can't wait to talk to you soon.